Hey guys, and welcome to The Churning Life. Of course, I got the idea for this show from the Daily Churn Podcast, and if you don't know who that is, you should definitely check them out. And what I wanted to do with this show is to kind of show a different side of uh, churning, and particularly getting to like buying groups and a lot of gift card reselling type stuff, and maybe some other forms of MS, but probably not going to share anything that's too secret. So if you're looking for some kind of unicorn, uh, it's not going to be here. Some people might still have an issue about the things I'm going to be talking about, but my take with most of the buying group and gift card stuff is that they really do require a lot of work. So I don't think that they're too sensitive to talk about. I just really wanted to show my story and hopefully get other people to also talk about the things that they're doing so that I can learn from them as well. And I'm going to try to be as transparent as possible. And that's something that I really like about the daily churn is that you can see where every single dollar that he earned came from. So what I'm going to do here is for this episode, just to do like a monthly recap of all of the buying group and gift card stuff that I did for the month, as well as any new accounts that I signed up for. So we'll kick it off here with buying groups. And there was actually a quite a number of deals like buying groups are pretty hot, I would say for July. So I'll just kind of give a brief overview of buying groups in general. Uh, so the two main ones that I use are buyinggroup.com, which used to be TDB, and also Buy For Me Retail, which is uh, abbreviated as BFMR. So most of the deals I do actually are, are buyinggroup.com just because I really like um, their website and how many deals that they run. And they're also like located in Portland, which is happens to be where I live as well. So Occasionally, I can just drive down to their warehouse and drop off a bunch of stuff, although I don't really do that very often, maybe like a couple times a year when there's like huge deals. But most of what I've been doing lately is drop shipping with Amazon. And if you don't already know, Amazon is by far the easiest retailer to drop ship. You don't have to modify the buying group address at all. You can just ship directly to their warehouse and Amazon doesn't care. The only limitations are that you can only order three orders per IP and per credit card. So suppose that there is an iPad for sale and you can only buy three per order. So what that really means is three per order per account and you can buy this on three different accounts every seven days. And of course, there are ways to bypass these quantity limitations um, by getting proxies and different credit cards, but that is also a lot more work and you'll quickly become limited by the credit limit that you have with your credit card. And that brings me right into which credit card you should be using for all these Amazon buying group purchases. And there's a few different options out there. All of them earn 5% cash back on Amazon. And a quick note here is I wouldn't really recommend doing buying group purchases on Amazon using any other credit card that's not earning 5% cash back. You might think like, oh, I should use this card just to meet like minimum spend. But if you think about it, the opportunity cost is 5%. So Unless you don't have an MS method that costs less than 5%, you really shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so anyway, the I would say there's three main Amazon cards out there that all are earning 5%. The main one, which is the one that I recommend, even though it's not the one that I'm using right now, is the Chase Visa card. Uh, yeah, the Chase Amazon store card. 
And the good thing about that one is that there's no cap on the amount of cashback you can earn at 5%. But the only downside is that it's a chase card. So if you subscribe to the whole one chase card every two or three months or whatever, then that will kind of slow you down there. And it is also a personal card. So that will count against uh, 524. But I do know of some people who can run like millions through this card because they're able to get like really high cre credit limits with Chase. So the second option is the Synchrony Store card. And the good thing about this card is that there are ways to pay this card with a debit card, which can open up some possibilities for people. Uh, I have not looked into this too much, but uh, just know that that is out there but it is kind of hard to get a high credit limit from them or so I've heard, but I have not personally tried this one. And then the one that I'm using right now is the Amex Business Prime credit card. So the great thing about this one is that it's a business card, so it doesn't count against 524 or any of your chase limitations, but it does count as one of your five Amex credit card slots and it comes with a 120K annual cap. So I actually just uh, finished my 120K annual cap, and this took me about five months. So I'm kind of debating just getting a second Amex Business Prime credit card, and that'll give me 240K total per year, which I think should be enough. But I don't know, I'm still kind of thinking this over. Um, and yeah, I'll let, I'll let you guys know what I, when I end up deciding to do there. Okay, so now that I've gotten that out of the way, uh, I'm just gonna kinda give a few of the details of what I did for July. Uh, so one example would be like the MacBook M1 laptop, which was on sale on Amazon for $750. And TDB, or I guess buyinggroup.com, is paying $730 for it. So it's about 3% uh, below cost but remember that you're earning 5% cash back with your credit card. And so the limit on these is you can buy three of these per color, per account, up to three accounts every seven days. So just continuing with this example, uh, 750 times three per order times two colors times three accounts is $13,500. And since it's 3% below cost, but you're earning 5%, uh, that's a 2% profit, and that is about $270, and you can earn that every seven days. And if this is starting to sound too easy to you, that is probably because it is. And one thing that I haven't mentioned is that all three of these Amazon accounts need to be seasoned accounts. So what that means is they need to be accounts that you've had a long time, that you've been making purchases on, and if you try to just make a new account and order like $2,000 worth of stuff, Amazon's just gonna cancel your order. And then the second thing is also thinking about the risk of Amazon losing your package or the buying group losing your package as well. And the one thing I would recommend here is to make sure that you're using reputable buying groups. You know, there are some sketchy ones out there that might be paying like a little bit more per item but they come with higher risk. 
And then, of course, of course, also there's the risk of the buying group going bankrupt and not paying you out, which um, has happened in the case of a few gift card resellers. So I have heard of some stories of Amazon or buying groups losing packages and basically us, the churners, losing out on those. But I would say that the risk is a little bit overblown, in, just in my opinion. I think it's a lot less common than people make it out to believe. I have had maybe three or four cases where the item showed up to the buying group and was damaged, but for those cases, every time I was able to return them to Amazon and get a refund. And then the other thing is that in a very small percentage of cases, sometimes the buying group will not scan your item in properly. So you just have to be very careful with your record keeping and to make sure that they're paying out the correct amount for every single tracking number for orders that you submit to them. So I'm very fortunate in that I've done about $200,000 worth of stuff to these buying groups and I still have not lost a single package or anything like that. So maybe I'm just lucky, but anyway, I'm, I'm very grateful for that so far at least. The other thing that I'm going to say while um, on this topic of the risk is please do not ever use Amazon gift cards to buy anything for these buying groups or really for anything for that matter. I know it sounds tempting because maybe you were able to find some Amazon gift cards at a discount, maybe with like fuel points or something, but what will happen is that Amazon will shut down your account and cancel all of your orders and keep all of your gift card balance. So I know this may sound kind of illegal. Um, I don't really know like the legality of them doing that. I know some people have tried to contact like their attorney general or whatever, um, but it's just not something you want to have to deal with. So anyway, hopefully I've gotten all of the risk related stuff out of the way and uh, I can continue with like the monthly recap. So the stuff that I bought for July was a combination of MacBooks and iPads and AirPods and AirPod Max, mostly from Amazon, although I did have a few purchases from Costco. And while we're at it, I might as well just give a rundown on how Costco works as well. So usually what happens is there's these promotions or sales at Costco and they are limit two per item per sale. And with each Costco membership, that's an annual membership that costs $60 per year, you can have one main account with one uh, additional household account. So that can be like your player two or like um, it doesn't really have to be a real person, but you can have two accounts per $60 and you can have one order with the promotion applied per account. And of course, if we're going to be talking about Costco, we need to be talking about the executive membership, which is an additional $60 per year, and it works for both of the household accounts. And that gives you 2% cash back on Costco. So it takes $3,000 in purchases in order to break even. I probably should have done this, but the reason I did it at the time was I didn't really want like any extra pressure to be trying to hit more targets. I feel like there's already enough of that in this hobby, but hitting that $3,000 
$10 is really not that hard, so I'll definitely be getting that for my next membership year. So I did have an interesting experience with Costco this month where I had gone to the buying group website and clicked on their link for the MacBook M2 uh, midnight version. But what I didn't realize is that for Costco links, they just send you to like the product page with MacBook M2, but you cannot link it to like a specific color. So I had actually accidentally bought their Starlight version of the MacBook M2, which they weren't actually accepting. But after I ordered those MacBooks, that had consumed the deal for that account. So I could not reorder the MacBooks that I had actually wanted with the discount applied. So what I ended up doing is I called up Costco and I was like, hey, like I made a mistake. I ordered the wrong color. Um, is there any way I can get the right color with the discount applied? And what they told me was, okay, like go ahead and order that second um, color of MacBooks and then call us back and then we'll manually give you a refund for the $100 per MacBook that is the discount promotion thing. So I did that and the order shipped and then I called them back and the person said, okay, yeah, we'll give you the $100 credit for both of the laptops, so $200. But then I go and check my credit card and they had only refunded me $100. So that was only for one of the two laptops. So I called them back again and this new person told me that, oh, well, we gave you the $100, but we're not gonna give you the other $100 unless you return those Starlight MacBooks that you said you were going to return anyway. So it was at this point that I just kind of got tired of talking to these Costco reps over the phone. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna take these four laptops that I have now, and I'm gonna take them all back to Costco in store and try to return them. And we'll just go and see what happens. And kind of part of why I wanted to do that was I did hear of some people doing some shenanigans with Costco returns. Um, I don't really want to say much more about what they were doing, but I just kind of wanted to see what happens, even though I know that that method is a little bit uh, unethical, but I'm just kind of curious and I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. So anyway, I walk into the store with my four laptops and immediately they call the manager to supervise uh, what I'm trying to do here. And they were able to process the return of the two Starlight laptops pretty easily. They just refunded it back to the original card that I had purchased the laptops with. But then we got to the two Midnight uh, laptops where I had gotten a refund of $100 on one of the laptops. And so what happened is that the computer would not let that laptop get returned, which of course makes sense. I mean, they had already given me that refund, so it's understandable that that laptop would not be able to be returned. So I tried to return just one of the laptops and get a refund for it at the full price that I had paid for it without the discount applied, which happened to be $1,050, whereas with the discount it should have been $950. So anyway, I returned this one laptop expecting to get $1,050, but somehow the system had only given me a refund of $1,000. 
So then I was like, okay, well, can I just refund the other laptop and get $1,000 for that as well? Because that is essentially what I paid is $2,000 for two laptops. And as you might expect, at this point, the rep is starting to get kind of frustrated with the system. So she was like, all right, um, I'm just going to process an in-store return for this laptop at the full price, and I'll just refund it to any Visa card that you have uh, in person right now. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess that's giving me an extra $50, but if that's what we need to do, I mean, I'm not going to complain. And then the other thing was that I was able to refund this second laptop for $1,050 just to my Visa debit card because I had originally ordered this laptop online with a MasterCard and they don't accept MasterCard in store. So anyway, I guess I came out of that with an extra $50 and $1,000 spend on my credit card. But um, I'm not sure if this case is really over. We'll see if Costco tries to send me a bill for $50 or whatever. And I'm hoping that I wasn't too much of a Karen with the Costco rep. You know, I was trying to be nice and just trying to do these um, returns, but I did sort of get myself into this mess by ordering the wrong color. So lesson learned there. And this just kind of goes to show some of the kinds of things that can happen with these buying groups and the kind of hoops that you'll need to jump through in order to get your money back. So that's all I got for Costco, uh, at least for now. Um, so that just brings in into the final tally for buying groups for the month of July. And the total spend that I had was $61,891 with a total profit of $1,889. So it was an average of about a 3% profit once you account for the below cost deals and the 5% cash back from my credit card. So now I'm gonna get into the gift card reselling activities that I did for the month of July. So it was actually kind of a slow month uh, for gift card reselling, I would say. Um, the only deal that I did was buying Apple gift cards at Kroger and then selling the fuel points that come along with the gift cards. So I know that the Daily Churn podcast had just came out with a episode on how to do this. So I need to go listen to that episode and maybe I'll come back for the next podcast and talk a little bit more about uh, how to do this. But my total for gift cards for the month of July ended up being about $11,000. And when you do this with Apple gift cards, it usually ends up being right around cost or maybe a little bit below cost. So it's a pretty good uh, MS method in that it's um, really low fee or zero fee, but it does require quite a bit of work. Like you have to go to the physical Kroger store like in person, uh, and spend a bunch of time at their self-checkout terminal. Uh, but anyway, I'll probably talk more about this uh, maybe in the next episode. So the final thing that I'm going to recap is all of the accounts that I signed up for, and that includes credit cards and bank bonuses and brokerage bonuses. So I actually don't do a lot of bank bonuses or brokerage bonuses. They're just not really my thing. Like they are kind of too slow for me. And I just never really got into doing the whole direct deposit setup. Although I know the Daily Turn podcast um, 
has an entire episode dedicated for how to do that. And then I also never really got into brokerage bonuses because I just don't really have enough capital to throw around to to do these. I know some of them have like really high deposit requirements in order to make them worth it. So I do all like the major bank bonuses like Chase and U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo and PNC, like all the big ones that are like pretty easy and have a lot of data points on doctor of credit for what meets the direct deposit requirement. But there's not really that much other activity that I do there. So that just brings me to credit cards. And I don't really do anything too fancy with credit cards. Um, I stay below five over 24. Um, I usually just do whatever like the limit is for each issuer. So for Amex, that would be one business gold every 90 days, one business platinum every 90 days. And then um, the five credit card limit, which is like a separate limit from their charge cards. And then for Chase, I do one ink every two or three months or something like that. And then I do do some churning with US Bank with their business cards. And then maybe just a few other random issuers sprinkled in like the Capital One Venturex business card that I did. And maybe some Bank of America sprinkled in there as well, um, depending on the month. So for July, I had applied for the Delta Business Gold credit card. I just did that because I had an open slot in my five credit card limit. And the bonus for that one is like 70,000 Delta miles for spending $3,000, which is pretty low spend requirement. And then it also has a $95 annual fee that was not waived for the first year. So I value Delta miles at 0.9 cents per point. So if you multiply the 70,000 miles times the 0.009 and then subtract $95, that is a profit of $535 for this card. And just a quick note, whenever I talk about any points and miles valuations, uh, these are not like imaginary numbers. Uh, I am pretty involved in a few different points and miles marketplaces where people can buy and sell their points. So the numbers that I'm saying are I would say like a pretty true um, estimate of the cash that I would have gotten for my miles um, if I had decided to sell them, which I do sell my miles pretty often, like whenever I get a lot of them. So I may talk about this a little bit more um, in another episode, but probably not because this is also kind of a sensitive subject because it's technically like against the uh, terms of service um, for most airlines. But anyway, my point is just that, uh, at least to me, like the points and miles are fairly liquid. So I usually just count them as cash uh, at whatever the market rate is. So that just brings me to the last churn that I did for July or group of churns, which was a group of US Bank business credit cards. So with US Bank, you can do a double dip or triple dip, basically however many applications you submit within one business day are all under the same hard pull. So the two cards that I applied for were the US Bank Business Leverage credit card, which is earned $750 for spending $7,500. And then the Business Altitude Connect, which gives you $600 for spending $6,000. 
And so I applied for each of these cards under my sole proprietorship and then also under my LLC. So this ended up being a total of four cards, uh, spend $27,000 and get $2,700. And for anyone thinking about getting an LLC for their business, uh, it's something that I would highly recommend. It can really help you scale up certain deals um, and apply for more multiples of the same card in certain cases. And also it can unlock uh, certain other deals that are only available to people with LLCs. In my state of Oregon, it was either $100 or $150 to get the LLC registered with the state. And for me, it was well worth it. So it's just definitely something to think about. And I might actually be getting a second or third one. So stay tuned for that. So for the final tally, uh, I think I'll just add up all of the profit and then also add up all of the spend that I did for the month. So uh, if you add together the profit from the credit cards and the buying groups, I had $3,235 from credit cards and then $1,889 from buying groups for a grand total of $5,124. And then if you tally up all the spend I did for the month and for that, I actually did have some other MS in addition to my buying group and gift card reselling. And that was just kind of a combination of like some bank funding and a few other kind of semi-private uh, methods that I'm not going to share about right now, but maybe I'll cover one or two of them uh, in future episodes. But I did about $20,000 with these this month in total. So if you add this together with the $11,000 that I did with my gift card reselling and $61,891 from my buying group activity, that ends with a total of $91,891 for uh, my total spend. So this was actually a pretty good month for me. Um, usually the numbers are not this high, especially for buying groups. But yeah, we'll see what happens for the next few months. I kind of like doing this podcast because it um, makes me kind of tally up all of my numbers for myself as well. And it'll be interesting to track like how I do for the next few months. And actually, August has already been a really great month for me for buying groups as well. So uh, I can't wait to talk about that for the next episode. So if you made it this far, uh, thanks for listening. This was my very first try at doing something like this. So sorry if I sounded a bit awkward or if things were not really put together that well. But hopefully you got some useful information out of this or at least thought that it was interesting. Thanks. Thanks.